Well, hey, Scott. Hey, Mark. Good to be back. We're, uh, I was thinking about the uh, Bible translations. We, we went to what we thought was the one right church, so it's important that you're reading the one right Bible. But for us, it kind of worked backward. It, it was because we were the one right church that the Bible that we read was the one right Bible. Oh, interesting. So It didn't come that other way. It didn't. You read the one right Bible, so you were the one right church. No, no, it, it was, that was just a part of it, but it was, um, it kind of came from the top down for us, like a lot of the things. It okay. was, uh, you know, I, we've seen, I, I'm aware of the um, King James only, we read the King James Bible, and I'm I'm aware of the King James only, I don't know, movement or whatever you would call it that. Yeah, belief. Belief. Yeah. Um, but, and, and I've looked into some of that. Like I said, as we were coming out, kind of afraid of, is that a, another step away that we're taking? Kind of that kind of thing. Um, you. you even asked me about that, didn't you? At I the did. Beginning. Yeah. 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 What, what's the right translation to be reading? And so... Um, for us, it you know I've seen some of the arguments for uh, the King James only, uh, some of the arguments against, but for us it had nothing to do with any of those arguments. It was the story that I was told was that Walter was wondering what Bible to preach from and praying about it, and then Walter had a dream, and in that dream he saw the Apostle Peter reading the King James Bible. And this was another... That had been quite a dream. Yeah, yeah. This was another one of those things that I had, I had never really thought about what Bible translation to read until I heard that dream. And, and that, that dream actually just gave me more questions than answers. Like it, it was supposed to reassure me that the King James Version is the right one, but I was thinking... Did Peter speak English? Did he, what the time frame was wrong? Like it was, I just, it just gave me a whole bunch of questions. What did Peter look like? Right. I don't, Even yeah. that one, right? Yeah. So it was, uh, but nevertheless, that became, because of that, the King James Bible became the right one. Not, not for, not for any of the other reasons, like what text it was translated from or, um, by who or any of those things. It was just because of that dream that Walter had. That was what made it the Bible to read. Interesting. Yeah. You know, back then, I assume that was what, in the 50s? Probably, or 60s <laughs> well, maybe? If he, it probably was a little earlier than that because he was, if he was trying to figure out what Bible to preach from. It would have been uh, early on. Probably before. would have been, yeah, late 30s. Been, oh, really, early, late 30s. So, yeah. You know, the reality is he didn't have that many choices. No. You know, not, not, nothing like we have right now. Right. I mean, you can use the message, you can use the living right. Bible, you can use the amplified Bible, you can use the whatever Bible you want, but Walter couldn't. He didn't, I mean, right. there was, uh, what, the American Standard Version, the English Revised Version, and pretty much everything else was some sort of a uh, adaptation of the King James. Right. Right. And then I, I remember hearing 
these accusations about the 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 new translations they have a uh, they have an agenda they they're trying to water down the truth make it easier um, not easier to understand they're making it they're trying to make it easier to be obedient they're they had there were accusations about it being um, I mean over the years about it being more friendly to for like the women's lib movement or things like that through time. And, and they were just making all these accusations about the intentions of the people doing this translation that we knew nothing about, but see, so you got this from people in followers. followers. Okay. Yeah. This is probably after Walter's gone. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, I got those from King James only people too. Okay. That uh, there was NIV, for instance, was a New Age version. Okay. I said, what's that about? Well, King James says the Great Commission, and uh, Lord, I'm with you always, even until the end of the world. Right. But the NIV said even until the end of the age. Therefore, the word age would indicate, oh, it's a new oh. age. Yeah. So that, anyway, I... It doesn't. It didn't make any sense then. It still doesn't make any sense now. That um, yeah. there's an agenda in that word, but. right? Right. And even if so, even if they were, even the idea of trying to make it easier to understand would have been looked at as a negative thing. I think at followers because we liked that the Bible was hard to understand because that made you, I think in a way that made you more dependent on God, that he needed to give you more wisdom to be able to understand it. Really, it made you dependent on Walter to yeah, be able to tell you more, what it meant. That would be more the issue, right. But, it, it, but even after Walter was gone, it was um, praying for understanding. It was There, there was always a question uh, of, how much help you can get. Like, can you use just your Bible and your concordance? Uh, can you use your, can you, can you look up what something means? I mean, they, they had to have a conference back in the thirties, I think, to even approve for the, the preachers to be able to use the dictionary to look up definitions. Before. Probably the English dictionary to look up English definitions. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which exactly. is an issue, and then probably one we need to just at least acknowledge that yeah. the Old Testament was for the most part written in Hebrew and the New Testament written in Greek with right. the, the, some Aramaic uh, there in the Old Testament. But um, the King James was a translation. Yeah. And so looking up an English translation of an, or an English definition of an English word in an English translation when the Bible was written in Hebrew, Aramaic, or Greek. Right, was you know already a step removed, but right maybe something right. you want to have a conference about. Which, yeah, which is, it's interesting because I honestly never thought about the Bible ever being in a different language until I started hearing, like I said, that Walter's dream and things like that. But they would use they would use something from Revelation uh, to say why we can't use a different translation than the KJV, and it was um, Revelation 22, 18 and 19. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, 
If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. So that that made perfect sense to me that you can't change the words of this book uh, when I was younger. But then I realized that it was a translation from something. So the King James, if that if that meant that you can't have a different translation, the King James already would have been guilty of doing this when it changed it from Greek to English. This just does seem like one of those conversations where I just need to bite my tongue and not say anything. (laughs) It's like, okay, I just want to sit here and say, okay. Yeah. Because, yeah, it is. um, The fact that it's translated and, you know, preserved and, you know, even by the year 500, it was translated into 500 different languages. I mean, the Bible is uh, meant to be a book of the people. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that it got in English, we're very, very thankful for. Yeah. But we, again, have to be a little bit humble in that it's a translation from anything else. I mean, if you sure. translate any words from one language to another, you're going to have some level of challenge in getting it right and different things. And so yeah. two or three you know, versions is probably a good thing to kind of look it up and see how... Uh, this group or that group understood it. And, yeah. and really some, some translations were done by individuals mm-hmm. um, and some were done by committees. Uh, King James was by committee. Most uh, NIV, NASB, ESV were all committees. Okay. Committees are typically better because they'll argue about their translation. Right. Um, the people who just did their own translation, you know, that they're, they're I would go with the committee if I could. But yeah. In yeah. the theories of translation, there are lots of different theories about how literal they want to be, like word for word, which the Greek word order's not in English word yeah. order. So if you just did a Greek uh, word order, it would be, um, it would sound weird to the English ear for sure. Yeah, yeah. Which I've looked at a lot recently. They're, they have the blue letter Bible that mm-hmm. you can you can look up and you can see the kind of, you can pick any verse in there and, and you can go to the interlinear. So it shows you kind of the word order. Right. And um, yeah, if you, if you read that in English, in the word order of the Greek, it, it would be really hard to understand uh, for me anyway. But yeah, so I, it was things like that. And, and there was one more that they used uh, that was, uh, that I heard a lot of times that you can't even change one one jot or one tittle is mm-hmm. what it says in the King James. And when you look that up, it's in Matthew five eighteen, and and it's Jesus talking about the law. He's not talking about the Bible. The Bible. He's uh, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. And and this was somehow applied to not being able to change a, a word from an old English word to a more modern English word, that that was going against what Jesus was saying there. Did, do, do you think that they knew what a jot or a tittle was? I, I didn't. I mean, I, I assumed 
that it was like punctuation or something like that. I have no idea what it is. Okay. I still don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, so a, a jot is a reference to the Hebrew word yod, which is the smallest Hebrew letter. Okay. And a tittle is, uh, I mean, probably the tittle is a very awkward word to talk about. Okay. Well, <laughs> but, we don't need to. No, then. no. But, but actually, tittle is, uh, even looking at the word, has some tittles in it. Okay. So a tittle is the like the little um like the little arms that maybe change uh uh an L to a T. So like the just the little extensions of okay. the letters but not in English in right. Hebrew. Right. So you've got uh these little pieces of letters or the smallest letter you can even change that yeah. from the Hebrew Bible. So anyway, that's <laughs> right. That's fine. I mean, I, I say that because most people who are, would be concerned about jots and tittles right. are, you know, don't recognize that that actually comes from a different language. Right. And that's what is what you're not supposed to change. So, right. Yeah. And, and really what Jesus is talking about something a lot more important than those jots until he's talking about fulfilling that mm-hmm. law that he's right. coming yeah. to, to do that. So, um, yeah, I, it became a, a really troublesome thing in my life. So I, as I was starting to come to faith, I, I started doing a Bible study on the YouVersion app with my two brothers. So we, yeah. would, we were going reading through the Bible. And I was still, like if you're reading the Bible, I'm reading the King James Bible. And I was reading through the Old Testament for really the first time because we didn't, we didn't do that. Some people did, but I didn't. Um, it was, uh, what do they call that? Uh, in It was in order of when it was written. Chronological. Like chronological, yes. Mm-hmm. And so you do a little bit of Genesis, and then you're into Job. And when I started reading Job in the King James, I, I just found myself really for the first, like I, I felt like I could not comprehend what was even being written, like what I was reading. And and my brother just very gently, very um, graciously said, you might just consider looking at the English Standard Version. It, it might be helpful for you to understand. Uh, he, even, he said there are even these apps where you can put the King James next to the ESV and you can compare the two as you're reading. And uh, so I started reading the... ESV Bible, and I could at least understand what was being written. Um, I didn't tell anybody that I was, I think, as far as I know, my two brothers were the only ones that knew I was doing that. Hmm. But um, once we started getting into that, we were in a a group text with, there was a, a group text going on with a bunch of guys, and they were people who had come to faith, and they were talking about grace, and they were talking about Jesus, and they were sharing sermons and things like that. And I joined this, and I've talked about this on here before. When people found out that I was part of this group, I started getting phone calls from family. And the first, very first question that I was asked by someone was, are you reading the King James Bible? And it it really, it frustrated me that that was the question. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm, I felt like I know the gospel now, and you're worried about, what Bible version I'm reading. And 
And the reason, when I thought it through, the reason they were worried about it or, or mad at me if I was reading the King James Version is because that is really a direct challenge of Walter's authority because he had a dream that said this was the Bible to read. So reading anything else, that, that's what it took me a little while to figure out, but that's what they were mm-hmm. upset about was that I might be doubting or questioning. Well, it is interesting that it comes down to an authority, authority issue mm-hmm. and I mean, the authority of the church, not the accuracy of the Bible, not right. the readability of the Bible, not did the meaning even get changed. Right. That's, I think that's some of the thing with the, when we're talking about one right church, the, the pivotal issue is more the centrality of the person or the authority figure yeah. in the church rather than the readability or accuracy or anything of the Bible translation, which, yeah. which again, I, you know, those are the, those would be the issues, right? Mm-hmm. The authority would be the issue for um, the one right church. Yeah. Really. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we had a couple of couple of verses that uh, I remember have kind of changed a little bit the way I think about them. Uh, as when I wasn't reading the King James as much, we, I still do sometimes. There are parts of it that I I still have some verses memorized in it because that's what I read the most. But um, there were some that I would hear people use as like an out, like Romans twelve. 18, the KJV says, If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. And we would have, I heard more than a dozen times from people that, well, I I did my best, that's as much as lies within me. I'm I'm you mean, off the hook. You mean like, they're not they're they're not living peaceably. Yeah. And they yeah. they've done everything that lies within them and yep. they got nothing else. Yep. And so they're again absolved from any guilt. This is this is as much as lies within me. So okay. but when you read the a different version, like I think the ESV says that uh so long as it depends on you. Like it doesn't it doesn't give you that out. I mean the the mm. the verse we don't need to pick at the translations to know that the Bible's not going to tell you that there's a point where you're not expected to live peaceably with all men anymore. You know, you, it's saying. The idea really didn't change. No, the idea. That's, I think, what you're getting at. The idea is the same. It just, um, yeah, you can't somehow box it in in a literal way like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then, um, when I did start reading a different translation, I had come to faith at this point, and then there were other guys who had come to faith, and then we were still having these arguments about which translation is okay, and because we were all... Because that much didn't lie within you. <laughs> That's why, probably, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sorry, I'm still yeah. going to argue because it doesn't lie in me anymore. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was a challenging time for a lot of people because yes, we were trying to... You know, I've talked about it here before. I I realized after a little while, I, I left what I thought was the one right church, and there was I was still looking for 
the next right church. Like there was just something, I thought that was the expectation. Right. That, and so I think we were doing the same thing with Bible translations at the time. Like you, so the one thing that came up was the, you can't read the ESV because it doesn't get the deity of Jesus right. And I, I read it and it's, it's from Philippians 2 where in the KJV, uh, I don't have that on here, but the, the ESV says that Jesus emptied himself. And that mm-hmm. was really the hang-up that, that this person had that we were talking about. And it, it's talking about Jesus coming from, from heaven to take the form of a man. And it, he, didn't, he didn't empty him. It, it, they thought the ESV was trying to say that Jesus was not God. Right. By saying that he emptied himself. So it, there were just challenges like that that we um, had to get through. And I, I mean, I think the guy that I had that discussion with, I don't think he would feel the same way at all right now. But that was just one of the things that we had to weed through with this. And I, I think that's important to bring up because we were being distracted from the gospel. We were being distracted from Jesus. Um, as we were trying to figure out what was the one right Bible translation. I, I think it's probably, you know, I think you need to give yourself a little grace in that, yeah, we were distracted, but you were making your way. Yeah. That's the yeah. thing. I mean, you're making your way into a faith and really a different kind of, you might even say authority structure where you're really mm-hmm. trusting in the words of the Bible rather than trusting in the authority that told you this was the Bible to read. Right. And so there's a, there would be a lot that would be what unsettling or, you know, yeah. off, put you off balance about that. And so I, I mean, just, yeah, you were, you were struggling to figure it out and that's okay. Yeah, I think that's true. I, I guess I just want to not, not that I have it all figured out now, but I, if if there was a if there was a obstruction that I could remove from someone else's path, I would love to do that. If if I could tell someone, don't don't get caught up in the translation that you're reading. Look to Jesus. Look to what the Bible is saying. Well, and you're after the sense of what's there. Yeah. So I mean, like what you read in Romans twelve, much right. as lieth within you. Yeah, that is, if it depends on you, lies within you, the whole point is do everything in your power to yeah. live peacefully with all men. And that's the thrust of it. Yeah. And so that's what you're after. And if you need to read two or three versions to get that over, you know, to check that out and make sure you get the sense rather than the word. Right. That's the main thing. Right. Uh, so, yeah, again, I, I think it's okay to, be in process on these things. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's there's one other thing that I think they uh, that people at followers would really push back on with a lot of the new translations is that section at the end of Mark. Mm. Um, because it's not in a lot of the newer translations because they were translated from different Maybe you could explain that a little better. I'm not super clear on it. But. Yeah, well, they it was included in the Latin Vulgate, and so the Latin influence on what's known, 
this all of a sudden everyone like blanking right out. Latin <laughs> yeah. Vulgate, Dexter yeah. Receptus, blah, 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 right? Yeah. Well, so essentially they had what they called a received text that they translated the King James from in 1611. Mm-hmm. Sin- even since then, there has been a, a sort of a field of study of trying to compare. We, we have so many, so, so many fragments and pieces of the New Testament from very, very early. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you compare it to any other ancient literature, the Bible is so trustworthy and so well attested. And so one of the things that we're able to do, in fact, I have right here, a textual commentary on the Bible. So I can look at each, every time there's a different word or even a different spelling it, mm-hmm. in, in um, the, well, in the Greek Bible before it's translated, I can, you, you can see the entire history and comparison mm-hmm. of every single one of those in the entire New Testament. So what, what, early manuscripts attest to this spelling or this word or leave this out or something. And what happens is it's a family tree. So if I sent a letter to three people and everyone copied that letter and yeah. sent it off to three more people, then there'd be nine and somebody might misspell a word. Somebody might not be able to read the writing of the person in front of them or something. And so they get it wrong. And that then is it's passed along on the later copies, so so the earlier the copy, the more trustworthy it would be. The less it would, accru- you know, uh, add these potential changes. And so, the earlier texts of the Bible don't have the ending of Mark. They right. end with the fear of the disciples there, in verse eight, and that's an uncomfortable place to end the story. Right. And so, they somebody or some bodies could be a group. I don't know. Decided we should add, you know, we 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 should make this in better. Yeah, and yeah. that was included then in a later manuscript that then was borrowed from the, um, you know, included in the Latin translation. So it got translated into Latin, which is important to realize that has some influence on your Bible too. Yeah. So not Greek or Hebrew or Aramaic, but then into Latin. And because it got included there, then it got included in your King James Version. Right. Because that's what they had. Then later, in these more modern translations, they have just a, a deeper and richer history of the, the, the text and the, the sort of the family tree of the way the text sort of uh, came about. Yeah. And the ending of Mark isn't there. So that's how it's le- you know, left out. Right. That, that left out isn't the right word. That explains why it was added in the King James Version. Right. Not left out. So Right. Anyway. Yeah. So the the problem with it with the and, and the reason that followers I, I don't know about I, I'm not talking about anybody in the King James only camp. I'm just talking about my experience at the followers mm-hmm. now. But um the five signs that follow those who believe, which I can't I can't find anything like that anywhere else in the Bible, but they are here in in those verses of Mark, mm-hmm. uh, starting in verse 17. Um, I'm in the ESV. Hang on, I'll read it in the King James. Verse 17 talks about, And these signs shall follow them that believe. 
In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So there's a lot of beliefs there that are core beliefs with the followers and in the followers' history mm-hmm. that are based solely on those things. You know, the, the, they will lay hands on their sick and they will recover. That's the faith healing part. Um, right. There's snake handling in the history of the followers, not in my lifetime, but right. um, it's the, they shall drink any deadly thing. I'm not sure what that's about, but it's, uh, I don't know that we had any of that. Speaking in new tongues, there was argument over that at followers. It wasn't like speaking in the unknown tongue. It was that your character changed when you joined the church. It, mm. You were a worldly person who swore and all these things, and then when you joined the church, you didn't anymore. So that was a sign of someone who oh, believed. I think that's probably in your lifetime. In the older times, I do think that it was... Uh, you know, speaking in the unknown tongues. That was some of it, It wasn't it? There was, I mean, but it, that with was... With the snake handling, that was way back. Then. Yeah. As far as I know, that was only preachers, though, that did that. It was. It wouldn't be something that applied to... Oh, interesting. Okay. ...those who... any You know, if it's just the common person in the church, that all these would apply to. Okay. Um, but, so, yeah. But, yeah, there was the speaking in the unknown... What. What I've heard explained as speaking in the unknown tongue um, did happen in the history of the followers, but it was always just the leadership. Um, I never heard of any oh, okay. just church members doing it, but could have been. Not in my lifetime. Right. But well, I never uh, heard of any church members doing it either, so yeah. there you go. So that's, kind of, that, that's just another problematic thing that they would push back on and say that other, these newer translations, see, they're even taking out the five signs that follow those who believe. So. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you explained it wasn't being taken out, but that that was added. Um, yeah, and I think so. that that's some of why, um, of course, they would push back on it because they built some things yeah. from those texts that you don't see in the rest of the New Testament. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, there is some attachment to that. and But nonetheless, it doesn't really change the reality that the, that his, you know. Yeah. Historically, that wasn't in the earlier manuscripts, most likely not from uh, the pen of Mark. Right, right. And I, I think it's important, too, just, I mean, just as a side note, if if the ESV, for example, were trying to make it easier, um, if they wanted to just get rid of this, mine has a note in it that says uh, some... Some of the earliest manuscripts do not include 16, 9 through 20. And then they go ahead and put, they translated it anyway. Mm-hmm. They, they still have it there. They, they haven't, like, they're not trying to hide it from anybody. They just make the note in there that some of these, some of the earliest manuscripts don't have this, but here it is anyway. So I, I just don't, I feel like there was a lot of kind of judging the intentions of people when, we really had no idea about the intentions of the translators. Mm-hmm. But really all this, we, we've talked about distractions a couple of times, and really all of this, while we're arguing about 
which English translation is the perfect one when it started in Greek and Hebrew and Aramaic anyway, and it's it's been translated into every, I mean, every known language probably, or they're working on it at least. Mm-hmm. And the point of all of this is not the not the English word itself, but it's to point you to Jesus. It, we need to be seeing, I mean, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, and then he took on flesh, and that's the word that we need to be you know. Yeah, and I think that I think probably what you're getting at is just to to express a a warning or concern to to recognize in your own heart if you're stuck on a Bible translation or something like that to to recognize that am you know ask yourself the question am I stuck on that as a as a way to avoid you know, more substantive or more central issues or things that would, you know, like for instance, your again, your Romans 12 one is I've done everything lies in me. I'm done. I don't have to live peacefully. You know, am I hanging on to something to, you know, for a different motive than actually this is absolutely the best translation and you know, best understanding I can get of the scripture. You're kind of warning people to say, you know, go after the sense of the scripture Go yeah. after the Jesus in the scripture, yeah, and and don't let the other things hang you up, right? On your on your pursuit of really what's the sense of the Bible and how does it point us to Jesus, right? And there there's an example of this in in John's Gospel of Jesus actually telling the crowd he knew there were people that were just there for he I, I believe he had fed the five thousand mm-hmm. and he, they were there for the free food basically and. He started telling them that he is the the bread that fell, the manna that fell from heaven, that this is him, and that they must eat his flesh and drink his blood. And it and they say this this is a hard saying. This is hard to hear, basically. Mm-hmm. And they were hung up on the words and and they weren't seeing Jesus. And and so many of his disciples left because of that. And then he asks Peter and the twelve are you going to leave too, basically? And and Peter says, where would we go? To whom would we go? Uh, you have the words of life. And it reminded me, I mean, I think that's the important thing is to see Jesus in, in the Bible. I, I'm not recommending a translation. I'm not uh, recommending against a translation. I'm just saying, find Jesus in your Bible. And if you're not finding him, if it's too hard to find in like it was for me and Job, uh, if it's, if it's just too hard, then try another one. Put the put the KJV right next to it if you if you don't trust it and you're mm-hmm. wondering and just just follow it. But and that might even help you understand the KJV. So, yeah, sure. So I mean, I, I'm fine with using KJV yeah. as long as you understand it and mm-hmm. believe it. Yeah, and read it. Right. Yeah, yeah. That as long as you find that Jesus has the words of life, that's that's the point. Mm-hmm. And we used to sing a song uh, at church called Wonderful Words of Life. Uh, And it says, sing them over again to me, wonderful words of life. Let me more of their beauty see, wonderful words of life. Words of life and beauty, teach me faith and duty, beautiful words, wonderful words, wonderful words of life. And then it says, Christ the blessed one gives to all, wonderful words of life. Sinner list to the loving call, wonderful words of life. 
all so freely given, wooing us to heaven. Beautiful words, wonderful words, wonderful words of life. Sweetly echo the gospel call, wonderful words of life. Offer pardon and peace to all, wonderful words of life. Jesus, only Savior, sanctify forever. Beautiful words, wonderful words, wonderful words of life. And, I mean, find, find that in your Bible. We, yeah. we, we would sing it all the time, and I didn't know what, what it meant. And when I found out what it meant, then uh, that, that's what's important, right. no matter what translation you find that from. That's great. That's really good advice. All right.